You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills, and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008, I gave up my 20-year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much was being sourced overseas, and I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that are still making in the UK. Since founding Make It British, I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in Britain, but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be chatting to inspiring British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering advice to product-based businesses that make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. Welcome to episode number 255 of the Make It British podcast. Today's episode is called What Can Bentley Teach British Made Brands About Selling in a Downturn? So as you probably guessed, today's episode is all about pricing and costings, which is one of my absolute favourite topics, which you'll know that if you're a regular listener of this podcast, because any product-based business has to get their costings and their selling prices right. But it's even more important if you manufacture your product in the UK. So last week, Bentley Motors announced that they'd had their best year yet. That's a luxury car brand made in the UK having a phenomenal year during a cost of living crisis. Doesn't make sense or does it? Now I'm going to explain why I think it does in the rest of this episode. Apparently, the increase in sales at Bentley was due to customers choosing their higher spec models and buying the more expensive limited edition ones as well. They saw their profits rise by 82%. Their sales increased by 19%, but they only sold 4% more cars. So it was the first year ever that Bentley sold over 15,000 cars a year. I think there's several really interesting takeaways from this. Firstly, that people that can afford it are actually trading up right now. They're buying into the more expensive premium models because to them, they represent good value for money. And also what I think is really interesting, that despite the fact that Bentley only sold 4% more cars, they made 82% more profit. So what Bentley could have done, they could have panicked. They could have thought, right, we're in a cost of living crisis. People can't afford to buy our cars anymore. We're going to bring in a lower cost economy model. But they didn't. Instead, they went totally the other way. And as a result, they had their best year yet and they made a lot more profit. It is actually much easier and more profitable to put your prices up than it is to put them down. And let me explain why. When you put your prices down, you have to sell significantly more products to make the same amount of profit. And let me give you an example. Say you've got an item that you sell for £100 and you've got a 50% margin. In other words, it costs you £50 to get it made and you sell it for £100. Now, if you decide to put the price of that item down to £90, in other words, you put a 10% discount on it, instead of making £50 profit per item, you're now only making £40 in profit per item. So you would need to sell eight items at the original price of £100 to make £400. 
but by only making 40 profit per item, you've got to sell 10 at that lower price to make the same amount of profit. So for a 10% drop in price, you have to sell 25% more stock. Or to put it another way, you need to find 25% more customers. And this figure becomes even more scary if you take 20% off. So say you drop your price by 20% and your £100 item becomes £80. It's still costing you £50 to make. You're only making a £30 profit per item. So you've actually got to sell 66% more of the same item to make the same profit. So you start to see how by dropping your prices, you're really eating into your profit. If your margin is less than 50%, let's say it's only 40%. And if you don't know what your margin is, please, that's the first thing you should go away and work out right now. If your margin is only 40% on that £100 item, you drop your price by 10%, you've got to find 33% more customers. And if you sell that item for 80 you've got to sell 100% more items to make the same amount of profit. In other words, you've got to find double the amount of customers. So I realized when listening back to this that there's quite a lot of numbers to take in and that might be a bit confusing when you hear it. So what I've done, I've created a calculator that you can use to add in your own selling price and cost price and then you can test out various different increases and decreases in the selling price to see what effect that has on the volume of sales that you need to make to get to your target profit. So I'm going to pop the link in the show notes, which you can find at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash 255. And the link will also be in your podcast app. Now let's get back to the rest of the episode. I love the phrase that we used to use in retail all the time, which was profit is sanity, but turnover is vanity. In other words, it's much better to be making a healthy profit on each item than it is to chase after big numbers in terms of sales. Because if you're not making the profit because you've slashed your prices so much to generate those sales, then you've put a lot of effort in for no more reward. Now, what Bentley did was really clever they realized that it may be more difficult to find more customers in an economic downturn. So what they did, they added in extra premium models and features, which meant that they made more profit on each car that they sold. So they only needed to find the same amount of customers that they had before, but to make a lot more money. And there are two very valuable lessons that you can learn from this. Number one do not discount or drop your prices until you've done the maths and you've worked out how many more units you need to sell to make the same amount of profit. Are you asking yourself how you're going to find those extra customers if you drop the price? We have to spend a lot more money on marketing in order to find them. Now, that works if you know that the marketing you're paying for is generating all those extra sales for you. So for instance, if you're putting money behind paid ads on Instagram or Google, you can probably gauge whether the volume of sales is going up enough to justify both the discount and the money you've spent on marketing. But remember, if you discount your products all the time, the problem with that is it teaches your audience to only expect the discounted price. So that new profit margin now becomes your reality for that product. 
So your £100 item that you're discounting by 20% to £80 that you're only making £30 profit cash on, that new profit margin now becomes your reality for that product. So ask yourself, is that sustainable for you? Is selling that £100 product for £80 now and only making £30 profit on each item actually going to work for you? What about if your suppliers put their prices up, which is highly likely at the moment? Have you got enough wiggle room to cover that? Otherwise, you really are in trouble. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, hang on a minute, Kate, I'm already having trouble selling the product I've currently got at the higher price then I ask you to consider whether you're actually targeting the right audience. So you might think you've got a pricing problem when really what you have is a brand positioning problem. So what Bentley did, they didn't try and lower their prices to appeal to someone that can pay less. What they did is started marketing to people that they knew could pay more. Remember, you've got to find a lot less customers at the higher price. So go out and find those right customers. So what Bentley did is they repositioned their offer by adding in premium features, limited editions. They appealed to a customer who wanted the exclusivity of buying into a brand that only sells 15,000 cars a year. And that sort of customer does not want to bump into someone else who's got the same car. They love the fact that they've got something exclusive and they're therefore prepared to pay for it. Another thing I noticed was Bentley are now using the tagline sustainable luxury mobility. So they've totally repositioned themselves not only as luxury, but also as sustainable. And therefore, they've appealed to a certain sort of customer, wherein a lot of the other car companies are going after the lower end. There's also a lot less competition at the top end of the market than there is at the bottom. Think of it like a triangle. And at the bottom, you've got tons of businesses that are going after the low price, high volume. And at the top of the triangle, there's a lot less businesses that are going after those few customers that can afford to pay more. I mean, I thought it was fascinating that Bentley have only sold 15,000 cars in a whole year. Well, I mean, I don't know what the figures are for something like uh, Volkswagen, but I would imagine it was in the hundreds of thousands, if not the millions worldwide. That's worldwide, only 15,000 cars. So the second lesson that I think you can learn from Bentley here is to add in a more premium offer to your collection. Now let's do the same maths, but in reverse. So say you take your 100 pound item, but you add in a premium version and you sell that one for 120. So by premium, it might be that you make it in a new material, you add extra details on it, or you can make it in a limited edition. And let's say that the extra details or by making it in a smaller quantity means that you pay 10 pounds more to manufacture it. So it's costing you 60 pounds to make, you're still making your 50% margin and you're gonna sell it for 120 pounds. So you make £60 profit on each item, okay? Now, your original item was only making you £50 profit. You are now making 20% more profit on this item versus your original one. So to make your £400 profit before you had to sell eight items, now you only have to sell seven to make the same amount of profit. Well, actually, you only have to sell six and two thirds, but no one sells two thirds of an item. So for the sake of the maths, I've rounded it up to seven here. So can you see how by selling a higher price item, you actually make more profit and have to find less customers? 
Think about what premium offer could you add into your collection that would add appeal to your most premium customers? Or do you need to reposition your offer so that you appeal to a more premium audience? That might mean doing things like investing in new photography or updating the copy on your website. So you're repositioning your brand at a more premium level. Or it might mean something like finding an influencer that you can work with who appeals to a more luxury customer. So I know you might be thinking, hang on a minute, Kay, I want my product to be as broad appeal as possible. And I like the fact that I'm offering a premium product to someone who might not be able to previously have afforded it because I'm keeping my prices lower. And there's nothing wrong with doing that if it's sustainable for your business. But have a think about whether you could layer on a little something extra at a slightly higher price where you actually made more profit per item. Test it out. See if it works. As with all things with costing and pricing, it's always worth testing. But go back and look at your prices. Work out what it's doing to your profit if you put a 10, 20, 30% discount on your prices. How many more customers do you need to find? And is that achievable on the marketing budget that you currently have? Or are you better off finding other ways of appealing to your customer without lowering your price? Just think a little bit more like Bentley. So I hope you find that useful. Please tell me if you go away and do the maths and work this out, has it worked for you? As always, if you did, I would really appreciate it if you could leave me a review on iTunes. I know it's not always the easiest to find the place to leave the reviews. I want to say a little thank you to Kay Fellows and Avigdor, who both left me some really lovely reviews recently. Thank you. It means so much to actually be able to read that people are enjoying listening to this podcast. And if you are a new listener, please go back and listen to some of the previous episodes. There's 250 of them, more than 250 of them for you to enjoy. And I've also got a private podcast feed of the top 30 episodes which answer the most asked questions at Make It British. It's called British Brand Bedrock. And I will put the link for you to sign up to that private podcast in the show notes for this episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.